0: right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great
2: Hello, gang. Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Liverpool beat Manchester City. There were wins for Leicester and Watford, and another impressive result for Sheffield United. Howdy, partners. It's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus, he's Luke, and he's Jim. Hey, man. Howdy, y'all. Uh-huh. We're back from the States, although Pete is still there.
3: Yeah. He could not get back through. Yeah, I don't
2: know why. <laughs> They wouldn't let him leave. They said, no, Mr. Donaldson, we want you to stay. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. to learn from you. <laughs> Show us your ways. <laughs> he's in P.T. Barnum Circus, like, travelling around. Yeah, he decided to do a couple of days in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yes. On his own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's how he goes,
2: it's how he goes, yeah, it's and great, and his, his,
4: his reasoning was that he'd never been. The best part of um, expand on that. The best part of our Pete chat is um, when listeners don't know if we're being serious or not, and yeah. I think this falls right into
2: that. Yeah. So let's not
4: give them any more information. Exactly. It's, Generally, it's, we're yeah, always I
2: mean, being serious, though. That's the yeah. thing that's really <laughs> hard to get across. Yeah. Do Do you exaggerate it about Pete? No, we dumb it down. If anything, yeah, yeah. But there we are. We had a fantastic time in the states and Canada, of course. Um, but uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the Premier League. We. Missed the Prem while we were away. We mm. did. They didn't it though, which yeah. felt a bit rude. Although you can see more of it in, in America than you can yeah. in the UK. You can,
4: yeah, you can watch pretty much every game. <laughs> yeah,
3: <exactly>.
2: yeah. <laughs> well Liverpool beat Manchester City in the thigh rubber, didn't they? The big
3: one. And they um, really beat them as well, didn't they? Well it was, you it was, say it was that. Jim. Fairly resounding,
2: I think. But Pep Guardiola said that he was very proud of his team, one of their best displays, and they showed once again why they're champions. Right,
4: I saw that, and I also th- I also enjoyed hugely the um, the infusive, uh, praise he had for the match officials on the pitch after the game.
3: He yeah,
2: thanked them vigorously, <laughs> to which to which Jeff Shreves... <sighs> Had to say, oh, 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 we we being sarcastic or we we not mm. Jeff? I don't think Jeff did have
3: to say that. He just no. chose to. He yeah, well, did. once again, demonstrated his incredible lack of understanding of nuance. Yeah, dreadful <laughs> man. No,
4: but to be fair to Jeff, he's got to get the story. Yeah, I, 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 that's the question. Do we, you, we, oh, that's, do, we, do we have to be fair to Jeff?
3: No, that's a question. Not,
2: but that's a question you would ask. I would ask. No, not not that specific question. Uh, were you being sarcastic? That's just a wanky question. what would you have about. asked to get the truth out? To uh, get a story. Well, because it's obvious he's not being. It's it's clear he's being sarcastic. But sure, when but you were being. Sarcastic? Can you just confirm to me that you were being sarcastic? No. Anyway, let's not make it about Jeff Reeves. No, that's not (laughs) because he's
3: done his best. It's funny. It's funny from Guardiola that though, isn't it? Because it's it's sort of mind games. But it reminds me of that story about Jonathan Woodgate from many years ago, where he supposedly glassed himself in a nightclub and then effectively threw himself out. It's like it's sort of mind games, but why was Woodgate going for mind games with that? Well, I I think so. Head games. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's just like it doesn't really. It doesn't look great, does it? And it doesn't
2: uh, doesn't isn't going to help Guardiola, I think. There, no. yeah, I know what you mean. But you're right, though. I mean, Liverpool is straight out um, of the traps, of course, and uh, they're now nine points clear of, of Manchester City, eight above Leicester and Chelsea. Uh, worth remembering, as many have pointed out, that Liverpool did surrender a ten-point lead last season. But this yes. season feels different. It does. It would be very. It'd be amazing if if like, this season followed the
3: exact same pattern as last season. You can't really see that. I
4: don't know if I don't know if, it, I, don't know if it, I agree that it feels different. Unless you're looking at it having known what happened mm. across the, the entire of last season. I mean, at this point last season, in fact, later at this point, sorry, later last season, mm-hmm. Liverpool were in better shape than they're yeah. in now. I mean, they, they they got to the end of December and they were looked absolutely unstoppable. They mm-hmm. hadn't lost mm-hmm. a game. They were, as you said, I think I, I looked at it earlier after they beat Arsenal 5-1 at the end of December. I mm-hmm. think they were nine clear. I think Spurs were in second. Yeah. And they were 10 clear of, of, of City, perhaps something like that. And they didn't, they didn't get it done. So we can look at it back knowing what happened last season but that, I'm fairly certain at this point last season we were saying the same thing mm. I'm not saying they won't win it I'm just saying that there's there's a long, lot of football to be yeah. played and to,
3: to their immense credit everyone from the club is saying that as well aren't they even the fans seem very uh, uh, cautiously optimistic but not kind of uh...
2: well that's why I think it feels different because we have the knowledge and the uh, experience and of course the memory of last season and that is vitally important in this whole thing because last season they they ha- <laughs> I, forget, I don't know if they've even had that kind of lead in a Premier League season uh, and so there was that, that sort of uh, giddiness among the fans of thinking bloody hell this is, go on Jürgen, say it. it's going to be our year yeah, kind yeah. of thing and, uh, and they didn't have the experience of, of having a lead. Um, well, they have now, and obviously that that went by the wayside. And I think that, again, to reiterate, one of the very impressive things that Klopp has been doing at Liverpool in the last few years is recognising a weakness or a failing and and assessing it. Mm. And one of the failings of last season, even though it was a phenomenal season, was the fact that they did surrender that huge lead. Mm. And, and, and that's what I think one or two people think is different, because this time you think, right, you've done that before, and if they surrender it again... Um, then... There's then an un- unmovable curse over the whole club. Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 because we're, we're absolutely ridiculous. But when yeah. Bella
2: Goodman cursed Ben Fink, yeah. did he have a word with Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. And when they begin it, the Premier League... It blew the curse across... When they the begin Champions. the Premier League in about 25 years' time or whatever
4: it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel that... Um, they they have this idea this this, this club World Cup thing is yep. is something that has to be considered as well. Yeah. But but I mean you you can't really add the conversation look without talking about City as well. And I guess we should come on to the game itself in a minute. But the 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 idea that City have lost their best centre back on the pitch and their best centre back off the pitch this season as well means that that does that does play a big yeah, part ab- too. Absolutely.
3: Um, yeah. yeah, they didn't perhaps didn't look maybe as slick and as incisive as before. And I think mm-hmm. perhaps you know. Maybe that's fatigue sitting in. You know, they are they are chasing their third straight title, and because Liverpool ran them so close last year, it almost doesn't feel that way.
4: You know, mm. um, I don't think it's fatigue. I, I, I think they they found themselves two 0 down to 13 minutes in quite interesting circumstances, mm. in a way that you can't really. Perhaps the second goal you can, but the first goal you think, that's one of those things. Um, Maybe we'll come on to the the actual decision-making of the referee and stuff in a minute, but they found themselves in a situation where Liverpool had two attacks, one of which possibly and probably shouldn't have stood, yet they found themselves 2-0 down. Mm. And at Anfield, when was the last time they lost at Anfield in the league? Like forty-six what, games ago, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're already it, it scaling a ridiculous mm-hmm. mountain. I mean, mm-hmm. they put a stat up on Sky Sports saying that Liverpool been two goals ahead for the last two hundred and fifty games. Wow. And never lost. Yeah. So you, you're you're scaling <laughs> you're scaling a ridiculous summit yeah, there. Yeah. So to say that they're fatigued, I think is a bit unfair on City. I think.
2: Well, I mean, Liverpool, um you know, at home as you say, look are phenomenal. But also, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool or Jurgen Klopp's sides in general, he does have a good record against Guardiola, mm. as we know. Yeah, City's and,
4: record at Anvil's terrible, isn't it? Anyway? It
2: is, yeah. I mean I know Guardiola side have beaten um Liverpool, of course, uh you know, last season was it around sort of December, January time Yeah, that important win. They, so, I think
4: they stopped Liverpool's run last season. Oh, they might the have. First game of January maybe I that think it was around Yeah, uh, Something
2: like that. Yeah. Uh, so you know he has beaten him but but Klopp sides they they find a way. I mean because you know Guardiola and his and his team are obviously absolutely superb as well but any team you know, just by um, in the realm of possibilities can be beaten and, and and Klopp finds a way doesn't he but let's talk about that first goal then shall we mm. um, a lot of controversy around it Alexander-Arnold was a judge not to have uh, handballed um, the, the sort of the, the ricochet off um, Silva was it um, yes I think it was it was Silva and then of course they uh, go up the other end and eventually Fabinho um, lashes one in which yeah. was a phenomenal strike that's one, well, one, one can forget strikes. what a good that's strike a great
4: goal. it was but you say eventually it's only 10 seconds yeah, well, when I say eventually, that's, that's a lifetime when Liverpool moving the ball. Though, I was going to say, thing, yeah, thing is, <laughs> it's about the it's about the phases of play. So I, I might I might be making myself out to be ridiculous here, and I'll take it on the chin if I am. But to me, it feels like if if VAR if VAR hasn't given a penalty there, it's still is a handball. It still literally touched his arm. Now, I was under the understanding that any handball that gives an advantage to an attacking team which leads to a goal Mm. means it has to be pulled back. And we've seen them being very very liberal with the phases of play kind of interpretation where they say, Mm. actually, we're taking this back. I think probably longer than 10 seconds in the past to say, no, there was this in the build-up. I don't understand why this has not been pulled up in in retrospect I don't understand why it wasn't given as a penalty by the way given the new handball laws well, but then there's so much I mean I said on Twitter yeah. yesterday there are Kafka-esque levels of bureaucracy involved in football yeah. now no one really knows what the hell is happening yeah I mean quite a song and dance was made about the fact that any
3: sort of you know, hand to ball, ball to hand contact would be a penalty, but we've seen two examples in the in the same game with Trent Alexander Arnold, in fact, where that's not been.
4: And catch. Mike, but Mike, I said oh, we're not going to do that. We're going to carry on implementing handballs as we right. as we used to in the Premier League. So they got a little bit. Of, they've obviously got a little bit of latitude there. But it, I, I don't know if it's just because we're closer to it because we live in in the UK and we and we follow the the English Premier League very closely. But it doesn't seem like the teething problems we've had have been have occurred in Germany and Italy. And we covered it on OTC, Marcus. Both and yeah. I both did last season, and um, with two of the experts in that league. And mm. there was never this kind of issue, was there, that I can remember. There were issues, but not to this level. Yeah, I think
2: uh, I do remember that they have like, like, lots, A couple of of games, lots of injury time and stuff like that, yeah, like 98th yeah. minute equalisers and stuff. Yeah. So there must have been something. I mean, it, I, I think with this, that, that um, you know, with it... Uh, the, the first one thing before VAR came along and all the rest of it, what was the thing? Everyone used to always go on about we want the referees to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, VAR is more inconsistent. Yeah. than the bloody referees well, work. Well, Because the, yeah.
4: there's, there's a video referee as well now.
2: So well, you've well, you potentially
4: I, got twice the inconsistency. I think you've hit on something there. So there's, there's there's two points. One is absolutely mad, but I'll say it because it's what's been reported and what's been a and what people are talking about on the internet. I'm not saying it's true, just saying it's what's been reported. And one is, I think, a fair observation that I made yesterday that you've just hit up on there. And, and the first one is that some people are suggesting it has been reported that... Um, VR wasn't actually working properly in the first half of the game yesterday. Now it's a conspiracy theory and all the rest of it, oh. but the, the players and the managers weren't informed till half time. But Sky knew about it before kickoff, which would perhaps explain why we weren't shown the replay of Salah mm. not being shown as. Mm-hmm. Offside. He was shown. It was onside. Apparently, they checked it so quickly. Now, if you compare that to the Sheffield United one the day before, which took about five minutes, <laughs> yes, right. it didn't look any. I didn't look any less close than that mm-hmm. one. I'm not saying it was wrong, but I'm. We didn't. We weren't shown it. There must have been a reason why we weren't shown it. Mm. It's wrong that we're not shown it. It's wrong that they're not shown it in the stadium. But it's also wrong if we're not shown it watching because we're the paying subscribers to the to the to the game. Yeah. Um. And the second one is. Just to pick up on what you said, Marcus, earlier about this kind of inconsistency. To me, what it feels like is happening is referees in the Premier League are not making 50-50 calls because they're thinking, well, VAR will sort that out yes. for me. And then VAR are are using this um, high very very high bar of, of, of overturning it because they don't want to undermine the referee mm. and what's happening is no one's doing anything mm. so the referee's not calling it then VIR aren't overturning it because they don't want to undermine the referee and what we're left with is a total total mess
2: yeah mm. completely mm.
4: Uh, yeah. and Man City were affected by it by the way yeah, that's a really well, thing to remember yeah, also as
2: well I mean Sergio Guerrero stopped playing when he was calling for that handball. Now, you shouldn't do shouldn't that. You shouldn't do that, no. You shouldn't do that, but yeah, it's, it's confusing. The hell when when I said really they are affected by it, I meant that
4: they didn't handle it very well, not that it, they were hard mm, done ironically. by it. Did Trent Alexander, Arnold, handle it, well. it very well? He handled it very well. Did he? Handled it very, very well. But if you are Man City, you have to be able to react to that. You have mm. to know, right, this is the game we're playing against our biggest rivals, and if you get a bad decision, which can happen with or without VAR, by mm-hmm. the way, we've seen it happen over and over again in the past. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. It's how you react to it. Yeah. I don't think they pulled themselves together anywhere near quickly enough against a devastatingly effective team. And then they found themselves 2-0 down. And then they were kind of a bit like a spoiled kind of child. They, yeah. they, they were just hard done by. They didn't want to react. They didn't yeah, want to sort yeah, of focus. Yeah. And that's what you can't do against someone like Liverpool. Lovely second goal, Jim, though. Mm. Yeah, sweeping really, really stuff from yeah. Liverpool. Oh, just, and the header as well, just mm. a sort
3: of like a crouched header is a, is a beautiful <laughs> thing, isn't it?
2: It is indeed, yeah. lovely so, finish one so there. Because
3: there's got to be a sort of, there's a little zone that your, your legs and your knees can't reach. Yes. But that, you, you know, is, to, is below your head. It's like, that, that is
2: such a hard thing to pull off. It's like a sort of a side bicycle territory.
3: Yeah. But
2: you know, quicker <laughs> it with your bounced head up, quick. It bounced yeah. up yeah. quick. But you know, I think another thing that's to to bear in
4: mind with with the with the game and the and the result is that I thought that um City were kind of decent enough value. They had they, had, they had, had more Guardiola shots. Was yeah. Yeah, that was very good. I think I think Aguero had another terrible day at the office at Anfield, which seems to happen over and over again. Mm. It's yeah. not been
2: that great in the last couple of games, but then of mm. course because he is so flipping good, if he goes two or three games without maybe scoring or whatever it is, then we go... And the
4: the, the final player to, I think, focus attention on is Sterling, Mm -hmm. who every single time plays against Liverpool, tries way too hard and ends up tying himself up in knots because he gets really affected by it. He's a Mm. fantastic player, but I think he gets really, really... um, Affected by the game when he plays against Liverpool, tries to prove people wrong, tries too hard, and the the, out, the net effect is almost yeah, nil. Especially
3: there. Yeah. Um, I think Claudio Bravo probably should have done better for the third goal, too. I think it's easy to say this, I suppose, but I think Edison yeah. would save that.
2: I mean, it was, it was. And the margins were tight in this game, weren't they? They were very tight, yeah. And, and it's a fair point. I mean, yeah, Bravo and goal, you, you would much prefer Edison, of course. Uh, that ball that came in, I wasn't sure if it was one of those crosses, because uh, it was Henderson, I think it was when he crossed it it's if he busy. got it absolutely mm. perfectly right or I thought to myself could Bravo have punched that away I yeah. wasn't quite sure but either way know. from Henderson's the, the play, dazzling footwork from Henderson might have thrown him <laughs> in a little bit that cross was one of the it best crosses of the season well okay maybe We've I'm heard. being harsh to the goal it was one people. of those ones that tempts to keeper. yeah perhaps I'm being harsh yeah. then uh, but yeah Henderson uh, he's, uh, he's got quite a little uh, what, what was the word I'm looking for he, he enjoys a little uh, sort of a dinked foray cross uh, mm. you know, from the right it's side. I it was a, a foray and a dink
4: I think so, Jim. He was he was kind of a foray and a dink, lovely. He, he was he was drifting a bit a few games ago. There was people, yeah. there was talk of, of, of giving him a bit of a rest, but now he's. Seen, I mean, mm. yesterday he was fantastic.
2: He was indeed, yeah. But of course, in, in the wider context, Manchester City uh, they couldn't do um, Leicester City a favour, uh, and uh, <laughs> but Leicester City did themselves a favour by yeah. being Arsenal two nil. Yeah. They and Chelsea are eight points behind uh, yeah. Liverpool.
3: Yeah, it's Short to long term, they might
2: also have done us a favour, but. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, yes. Roger's men um, looked impressive again. They really did. They played some nice stuff. I mean, Arsenal weren't dreadful. I mean, this is the thing in in the context. Yes, Arsenal going away to Leicester and losing, and it's not really surprising that yeah. Arsenal lost two 0 and Leicester were the better side. For an Arsenal fan's point of view, you're thinking this is bloody ridiculous, but. In the context, that is where Arsenal are. Yeah, it, so it wasn't like it wasn't a dreadful performance. It's interesting,
3: Arsenal. actually. The standard Arsenal held to are still of, of a of a standard that is clearly the the club aren't up to at the moment for mm. various reasons. And it's I like think Man United that, as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the time when Arsenal have bad results this season, people say that they've been playing dreadfully, mm-hmm. and it's not that like they've been calamitous at the back the whole time. Although obviously yeah. sometimes that is an issue. It's... it's Dreadful really means drab and uninventive and just a, a mm-hmm. bit muddled. And, and and it was the same again, just very, mm-hmm. just, just insipid, just f- scared almost. I feel like Emery is a very, very unambitious manager and he, mm-hmm. and he just sets Arsenal up to, it's almost... For damage limitation, regardless of who the yeah. opposition is, and by every metric, he's just doing a bad job. If you know, if you if you look <laughs> at the the statistics, if you if you look at the results, if you you look at the sight test, it's just not good at the moment.
2: Yeah, there was a, there was an article I think in the Guardian that was um, talking about this game. And one of the little points it was making was. Why on earth Arsenal didn't try and tempt old Brendy Rogers there when mm. when the when the time was right now? Well, it was considered apparently. Wasn't it, it was considered, and who knows? Maybe Rogers turned it down, or mm. maybe you know we we don't know. of I course.
4: I think Ornstein David Ornstein reported that Rogers wasn't interviewed for the job. Right. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I'm, I hope I'm not misquoting. Him. I read the article yeah. ages ago, but I'm fairly sure that's what
2: he said. I mean, who did Come off the back of what a domestic treble was it? A PSG? Now I know mm. people say, well, obviously, uh, but still, you've got to win it. I treble was a treble, though. I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you fine. even Rodgers what he did at Celtic was, yeah. was very. And, impressive. and is there not
4: an element that we were? I think from memory, we were quite sympathetic uh, to towards David Moyes uh, after the eight months or so he spent at United, saying yeah. that it's a tough act to follow. Yeah. I know it was difficult. I know they didn't. I know Arsenal didn't come off the fact that they won the league in this Wenger's in yeah. final season. The whatever, but he was still, that's still the club that Wenger built really in yeah. modern terms. Yeah. So it's a tough, tough, I'll get. and I actually think going into the game that um when I saw they picked three at the back and 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 so they could have Ozil in midfield and have Luis there and you would argue through yeah. that formation, Marcus, yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I would argue that formation suits mm-hmm. David Luis and Mesut Ozil Absolutely. very, very well. Yeah, I agree with you. And so it makes sense but at the same time, you can't. I think it's. I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's he's not he's beyond the reproach or whatever. Of course, he's got his own problems as a pundit, as we all have. But Graham Smith <laughs> will say, and I agree with him on this. It doesn't matter what formation you play. If you're not first into the to the ball and first yep, to the tackle, well, the rest sure. and they weren't well, were they, they let football happen to them. Absolutely,
3: and that's the cautious nature of it. It's, it's being reactive and trying to just sort of um, whole, almost like sneak out without making a fuss. And it's just that is not <laughs> that's not what this <laughs> this squad is set up for. It's like and going think, to a
4: house party just to show your face. Yeah, we pop ahead in, we'll drop a. Bottle of wine, That's right. Yeah. We have got to get off because the babysitter's up only until yeah, nine. Absolutely, you know?
3: and I, I remember saying, you know, when when Emery was appointed, and and I actually even when when Wenger left, that he'd be, be the greatest manager in Arsenal history. Yeah, that he would he would go on to, <laughs> to manage for twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> and win us everything but I, I remember saying it was probably going to have to get worse before it gets better and actually yeah. you know this is is Arsenal's worst well quite this is Arsenal's worst start to a league since I think like is it? early 80s
4: talk about Leicester though Leicester, Leicester were good
3: yeah they were I mean and they are, there's so much dynamism in that in that front six, really, and what I think so brilliant about this team, obviously, there is going to be comparisons with the, the title-winning side, um, just because they are—they're making so much noise. Um, but they're completely different. This is a team that plays on the front foot. This yes. is a team that takes the game to you. The, the mm-hmm. title-winning side were a reactive team that just did you on the break and yep. did it so well, no one had an answer to it. This is different. And like, it's—it's it's tempting to say they're a better side. They play better football, don't they? Because well, I, I think, think that, I think they probably are a better side in sort of conventional. Uh,
2: chat. I mean, I think
3: it, points wise, they're not far off where they were at this same stage. I think they're the a point better league, off,
2: really. They yeah, are, yeah. And also, you have to remember that the season they won the league. Th- there was a chance. Was there a chance first? I don't think there was, but I mean, well, clearly, there they, they was. But uh, as in, they weren't. Uh, they didn't have the Manchester City side that we have now no. and the Liverpool side that, that we have now as well. Um But if Leicester City finish in the top four this season, that is a phenomenal, Absolutely. phenomenal yeah. season. Absolutely, And like, right. I, th- I
4: think it's a long way to go. We have to apply the same yeah, standard yeah, yeah. to Leicester that we applied to Liverpool, so it's a long way to go, yeah. But they scored more goals than Liverpool, conceded fewer goals than them. I think only Man City <laughs> has scored
2: more than them. <laughs> That's um, quite something.
4: I love the Brendan Rogers swagger. And I think what so we're, seeing I. What we're yeah. seeing I think now as well from Rogers, and I, I completely agree with what Jim said about the way Leicester play, what we're also seeing is a kind of a confidence in Rodgers as a manager that the time he spent up mm. in Scotland has given him. Yes, mm-hmm. just going through. I know, Scotland's, yeah, Scotland's not mm-hmm. the most amazing league, I and mean, everyone knows that. Not even you know Celtic or Rangers fans, or whatever, will tell you that it is. But winning is a habit, right? And yeah. and going through and just relentlessly expecting and then delivering on mm-hmm. titles yeah. over and over again has given him the courage of his convictions. Whereas mm-hmm. I think when he was at Liverpool, seven or whatever it was, six or seven years ago now. You you kind of felt like they were guests at the party and they were happy to be there. Yeah. I know they're a massive club. I think he did his damnedest to, to he did a overhaul great job there. Yeah, he did. No, he did. But uh, mm. I think I think he's a much more rounded coach now. Oh, absolutely. More.
3: And I think he's done well because after it didn't quite work out at Liverpool, you know they finished second one season, didn't they? They had a real good tilt at it. But yeah. I think, you know, because of the sort of slight Brentisms and stuff, and that he then went off to Scotland, people sort of maybe thought he's had his shot. Uh, being a top tier manager, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and he's probably, that's probably it now. But he's showing that actually he's still growing as a coach, he's still getting better, still has a lot to offer. And as you say about Scotland, you know, had he not left earlier, he probably, sorry, had he not left when he did, he, he almost certainly would have, you know, completed a treble treble. Yeah. I mean, that is so dominant. It's the
2: best oh. David
4: Bowie song. <laughs> um, uh,
2: They're yeah. the third best team in the Premier League market, I think. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, at the, the moment, the league table doesn't lie. They're
4: second best in the, the league. Team.
2: <laughs> and if, So good on them. Yeah, very That's much so. Yeah. I look I think they're gonna push Liverpool all the way. That'd be great if they did. I mean, and
4: as you've rightly said, Marcus, rightly and consistently since the start, they are on the verge of another Premier League title. <laughs> yeah, if, and who can <laughs> begrudge them that if, under Brendy? If Leicester did overturn Liverpool, in
3: if, if something happens where City just, you know, for that's whatever reason they don't hit the heights this season. season, I've been on board for ages. Good if like. you listen back, no, right. um, that, that will show there is a curse on Liverpool, won't it? Yeah. It just, I think, surely. I think,
4: and as Marcus correctly and I think fairly said, if they don't win it, he will be doing a sizeable forfeit, and I think that's rightly said.
2: That's, <laughs> that's how confident he is. <laughs> Uh, okay. Right, let's, let's go all the way down to the bottom of the Premier League. Uh, Watford beat Norwich 2-0 at Norwich, their Premier first league. league win in 16. Uh, Watford, um, they'd only kept one clean sheet away from home all year. I don't mean all season I mean all year uh, so they got one there that is damning for Norwich yeah, it's a great great trouble. win for Watford don't, let's not take anything away but Norwich are now bottom and I mean those stats as well for Watford you know they hadn't won It was. you remember when the FA Cup came along mm. and we almost sort of joked and said oh, what's the worst thing for them because their league form sort of dropped off but of course last season they were much better yeah. they got hammered they've not picked themselves up so a much needed win for Watford really really was yeah. and uh, the, the new manager bounce has finally <laughs> arrived maybe they trampoline was in the repair shop, quite possibly. Yeah, I mean Delafoe was was a
3: constant threat for yeah. Watford. He scored early on, of course. He's he's one of those slightly frustrating players, isn't he? Where mm. on his day he, lo- he looks like one of the best players in the league. He looks yeah. absolutely unplayable. Mm. But um, who's that? Feo.
4: Yeah, I think at his best he's excellent. I, I felt I felt sorry for Norwich fans in this game purely because they. They, 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 they probably would have gone into the into the uh, into this game with a, with a decent amount of hope, saying that yeah. we're at home. This team are terrible, Watford, and they have been terrible. Make no apology for saying that. Um, and then they set themselves up and make an early error, which mm-hmm. lets Delpho you in, and you can't, no matter how out of form at Watford have been you can't give a player that quality that kind of that kind of yeah. space and 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 they did that they end up being what a goal down after a couple of minutes yep. then the whole complexion of the game changes because mm. you're at home you think we've not we we're not winning games we're not scoring goals we're bottom, whatever they whatever they were they're in the relegation zone they're a newly promoted team you, you don't want to have a disaster in the first 20 minutes you can then sort of grow into the game you get the crowd behind you and, but the whole thing changes as soon yeah, as you make right. that mistake and I know Farker is he's, he's quite a mild-mannered guy to the press but he was fuming you could tell he was fuming mm, because well, then they're chasing the game and then they get caught yeah. out
3: again and a big problem as well in, when you find yourself in a situation like this is this is this is around the point now where it feels like this might be a real slog after they've had a couple of you know high point results and performances um, but if your home form starts to go out the window you really don't have much to base yeah. Your your attempts to stay up on. So I, I really hope Norris can turn it around because they they bring a lot of colour and a lot of verve to the league. Um, but this is a this will be a tough result for them to take. And they
2: need some different topics, you'd say. They perhaps do. They, I think
4: yeah. I think Farkas also desperate for some some what he considers to be big players and, and experienced players in the dressing room to come back. Mm. And he th- I think he said that a couple of them, especially defensive players, a couple of them will be back after the international break, mm. which I think he's pinning quite a lot of his hopes on. Um, if it doesn't change, then they're, they're in big trouble. Well, they're in big trouble anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. even yeah.
2: though Watford had a man sent off, they couldn't make it. count. But Ben Foster was excellent in goal. Made a couple of good saves. Benny he? Foster, yeah, yeah. he will do that. All right, Lukey Moore, let's have a break.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: Welcome back to the ramble on football ramble daily, everybody. Oh, Morsey, what are you saying, bruv? I'm saying that for the
4: first time in about 48 weeks. I'm not talking about ramblelive.com because that is done now. <laughs> if you didn't come see us live. You uh, missed out. You missed out. Yeah. It was a great night out every mm-hmm. time. I thought mm-hmm. we thought I thought we did did our very very best and, and the feedback was fantastic. We had a lovely time. Thank you to everyone oh, who man. came out. Yeah, I think we ended up selling. In Total over 7,000 tickets or something, so that's 7,000 bums on seats. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. Thank you to each and every cheek,
2: genuinely. Exactly. Yeah, it was without going into it. I think I might do a little bit of this on me on my Patreon blog, yeah. Um, but you know, we've we thank the English crowds or those who came to see us in England a lot, but those who came to see us in the two shows in New York and in Toronto and Chicago, mm. honestly, like bloody wonderful like yeah. we, we we would have I'm sure we would have enjoyed it anyway even if nobody turned up yeah, but the, <laughs> but, the welcome we got was fantastic oh my goodness like genuinely yeah. from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much and it was wonderful to meet uh, some of you after the shows as well bloody wonderful yeah, great. yeah.
4: it was great um, uh, thank you so much agree echo that completely and our Betway forward to score update from the lovely Tom at Betway is that the rollover carries on. It stays at £250,000 for Whoa. international break. Oof. A huge amount of people went into Sunday still alive after the Vardy uh, goal, including us. That was Jim's yeah. choice, Jeremy Vardy. Mm-hmm. Born out of kind of a, an overall depression about Arsenal, but it was right anyway. <laughs> well, you know. it's, the facts are the facts, aren't they? Yeah, um, but um, no one no one had uh, Neves as well as Pereira, so it was all over before Liverpool-Man City, which was the final game. So we go again mm. uh, this weekend, into the international break, a chance to win to up to £250,000 on a free-to-play game with Betway. That's betway.com slash 4 to score for more information.
2: Yeah, I mean, considering how sort of bad we've been at that, it was one of our slightly better weeks because obviously Jim got the Vardy one. Mm. I said manny well, he scored, which... I know it means nothing, but but for me, that's a slight encouragement. But you
4: say we've been bad. I think only one or two people
3: in the well, total like, have won it all yeah, season. Did, so, did, so did Pete hard? say
2: Jimenez? Uh, I said Jimenez. Oh, because he also scored. Yeah, he did. Not, yeah. the, first, not yeah. the first one. So, exactly. you know. I
3: think we've done all right, personally. Yeah. And I'm not one to not self-deprecate, mm. and none of us are, but um, I think we have done all right. <laughs> yeah, but you How want it you, where it's
2: due. You either win or you don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. You so, win or you're nowhere. Yeah, exactly.
4: Winning is not the only thing. I uh, know. Hang on. Winning is not the main thing; it's the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
2: <laughs> of winning, let's have some emails with Jimmy C. Yeah. No. No wins. Jim. <laughs>
3: there we go Jim now you can talk mate now I can talk sorry Pete being away has thrown me Uh, yeah no (laughs) wins in the emails Marcus because that is not how it works but um, let's dive in anyway hello chaps following on from the emails about similar names in teams I thought I would highlight Crawley Town not particularly because they have players with similar names although they do have uh, Bez Lubala and Michael Luyambula, but they have (laughs) many a double-barrelled player which as a journalist covering them does make it different they have Ashley Nathaniel George Jamie Sendles White Josh Daker Cogley Reese Grego Cox Mason, Enig, Boken, Bloomfield, Tom, Dallas and Lisbon. How many other teams have that <laughs> many double-barreled players? Uh, that's regards from Mark Dunford. I think that's interesting. That has that yeah. got to be a bit of a nightmare uh, for a commentator. It, it seems to be a more a common thing, doesn't it? Mm. The, the double-barreled player yeah. name. So maybe we'll have an England team in future made up entirely of them.
4: Big friend of the Ramble, uh, Mark Dunford as well, of course. Nice to hear from him. I, I did a feature on the radio about three or four months ago, maybe longer than that, which was... Um, modern footballer or 18th century MP <laughs> ah. because there are so many double brows in both those things yeah. it's very very difficult to tell the difference between maybe I'll play that again next week or something and nice people can have feature. a go mm.
3: yeah. like it like it good afternoon Ramblers in your recent pod you mentioned new careers for ex-players I just wanted to draw your attention to a random old player Stefan Everson, Norwegian oh, yeah. Spurs striker in the late 90s and early 90s I would have thought he would be retired as he played in the same Spurs team that won the League Cup in 99 as Les Ferdinand David Ginola and Sol greatest mind Cam but he's in fact playing in the Norwegian fourth division at the grand old age of 42 that's lad, life. Richard Odell living in Peru I emailed before as I broke my ramble mug. It's still broken so <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I yeah. mean, did you know of any other players from that era that are what, still playing? That's pretty what I would say is he's
4: actually 43 because it was his birthday yesterday. All oh, so right. I oh, soon, wow. So happy birthday happy What a way to celebrate birthday. with another day's training.
3: Yeah.
2: might it's... I say that the Norwegian fourth tier Um <laughs> you know I, 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 it doesn't surprise me that much that a yeah. former no? Premier yeah. League player at the age of 40 fair, fair enough, Look, fair it, enough. I, I'm impressed by his achievement because you know the, the, his body is older than it once yeah. was mm. as the same with all of us um, but uh... he's player coach as well I think yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he's
4: coach uh, his, his dad was called Odd Everson which I just enjoyed that's amazing <laughs> there's also a team called Odd in Norway. You, mm. you know the um, some people, some players when they finish I think you get the impression that um, they can't wait to finish because then they're going to not keep themselves in good knicks yes. they are not bothered for example Neil razor yeah or
3: Anto- Antonio Cassano do you remember he was yeah. asked what oh, he was going to do when he eat. was going to retire and he said um, he was asked what, what you're going to do when you retire and he said I'm going to eat everything
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that before I retired <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still not retired no. none of us are no. although it feels like it sometimes um, sh- Yeah, shout out to Stefan great yeah, great well, stuff well done you know, isn't Chris Waddle still playing a bit of Sunday League I think
3: it wasn't there <laughs> a point where he was playing about five or six games a week yeah. probably more than he
4: was as a footballer no, what, what Sunday League is he still I playing? think so and Nigel Winsborough announced on Ramble Meets a few weeks ago, that at the age of, I forget how old he is now, but I think he's in his 50s, he said that uh, he still plays uh, once at the weekend and once during the week. And he's in great Nick Nigel, wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, so there
2: you go. Playing with Dickie Borthwick. Yes, yeah, for those who remember. Any yeah. more emails, Jimbo? Uh, one more,
3: one more. Hi Ramblers, this isn't a moan about the intro to the email, we all know where that leads However, <laughs> is it me or does the jingle seem to be louder than the normal talking? I frequently have to turn the volume down when the intro is played, not because it's bad, which it isn't, but because it seems to be so much louder especially on the, you email section. Anyone else notice this? Kind regards, Michael Gallagher, 28 from Derby. Don't know why you've put your name there Michael but you you know name where this leads, lead. if anything Pete's just going to make this louder Michael, now what So have you
2: done? Yeah. what have you done? I really hope Pete, I hope, this, I hope he can't download things in Milwaukee because otherwise (laughs) we're all in trouble. He's part internet. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: Um,
4: For Michael Gallagher, I turned that up as loud as I (laughs) could.
2: Uh, We dedicate that to you,
0: Michael. Happy now?
2: We love you, man. Stay tuned. Okay. Now let's go to, uh, would it be the West Midlands derby? Um, Wolves versus Aston Villa. I hope I've got my geography right. Otherwise, I'm going to get pelters. Mm. Wolves unbeaten in seven in the Prem. They beat yeah. Aston Villa 2-1. And this is like their 47th game of the season as well. Isn't it? <laughs> they really, really hit
3: form at the right time.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, they, I they think were they're great. doing a good balancing act. We've said this about Santo, that their, their start to the season, we thought they might be maybe up there in sort of fifth or sixth or something it's, like that. It's
3: so weird with Wolves because them being a, a relatively recently promoted team I know, feels like such an irrelevance in a way that I, I don't really remember having experienced before,
4: yeah. you know. They've got a plan, haven't they? they've got a yeah. serious plan. I went up there Very 18 visible, months yeah. ago and they were talking about, that's all they would talk about, this idea that they know exactly what to do and all the rest of it. i they played some great stuff against Villa. They played with, some, they played with like a... Um, Villa aren't as good as Wolves we know that but it's a derby game Mm. and so it it could go either way Wolves have come off the back of a uh, a, a, a game on Thursday night in in the Europa League what I was impressed with was not just the fact that they won because Aston Villa are a promoted team but it was the intensity they played with. Mm. They played with such dynamism. They moved the ball so so nicely. Adama Traore, I mean, I sent you guys a graph uh, yesterday <laughs> on WhatsApp. Right. I don't know if it's up to date because it didn't have a date on it, but if it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a graph that says, you no know, most successful dribbles per 90 minutes across Europe. He's about he's, a, he's miles ahead of everyone else. He yeah. if, that, if that graph is to be believed, he's statistically the best dribbler in Europe. Is so the, it's amazing.
3: He is like a specialised dribbler, though, isn't he? That attribute is so strong in his game, but he's he's added so much more to it as well. Mm. Like I remember seeing him play for Liv- uh, for Liverpool for uh, Middlesbrough. I don't know how I mixed that up <laughs> uh, against Arsenal at the Emirates, and he was he was making a lot of powerful runs. I think he came on, but his end product was was so lacking that actually it didn't even really yeah. feel like a threat. But now, it's the opposite of that. You just you want to get the ball away from
2: that
4: side of the pitch altogether. He, well, that, he also went through a phase of being the guy they brought on 20 minutes yeah, to go yeah, to, yeah. to, to mm.
2: terrorise people with his pace. Absolutely. Well, that's why it was pleasing for him to, to get a goal or two at Man City when they won 2-0 yes. there. Uh, he was called up to the Spain squad. Yeah, but he's not a part of it. I'm not sure if he's pulled out through illness or or something. There was talk he was going to represent Marley. In well, dead, it, that it, that but... reads well for Marley fans <laughs> um, that he's pulled out of the Spain squad or said or he's turned it down. He's not. He was called up and he's not going. So mm. whatever the reasons, are, I he said that, yeah. he said it's
4: because he got a um, he's got an injury against Villa. He said. Oh, okay. But is there something afoot? Is
2: there something afoot? Well, that's it. But, uh, because he said he was he talking. He well, like I said, people who, who who support Marley. We'll we'll look at that and think Ooh. holding on to hope. Yes, indeed.
4: Villa lost a couple of, couple of players to injury, didn't they as well? Right, obviously including the goalkeeper. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They've lost the last three games, uh, Old Villa. But one of them was well. One's that game, and then the other one. One of the other ones was uh, home to Liverpool, of course. So, so not. It's not shocking for for Villa. Although one of the best things of the weekend was Trezeguet trying to get the Villa fans to celebrate his goal yeah. when they didn't realise it sort of crossed the line. He's like, come on, come yeah. on. I'm, gonna... Gonna... I'm
3: not going to get many of these this yeah. season. <laughs> the, goal de- this. the
2: goal decision system
4: counts for you lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get involved. Not that bad. <laughs> we
0: got
2: promoted, didn't we? I, or was I... he looking at Wolves fans at yeah. the same time? No, they're not celebrating because they don't want you to score. Well, I,
4: was, I was interested in Villa's sort of somewhat unorthodox approach of not closing down one of the best players from outside the box in the league and Ruben. Ruben Neves yeah. who scored, I think, nine, 98 of his 100 goals yeah. <laughs> from over 40 yards away. Right. They yeah, didn't go anywhere near him. Crisp
3: strike. Both, Lovely goal. Both the goals were sort of cut in from, from wide, weren't they? Or
2: yeah. balls across. And uh, that's uh, such a potent weapon for Wolves. Yeah, I completely. It was as, as crisp as a as a sunny winter's day in Chicago or Toronto. It was Ooh, as crisp, <laughs> aggressively <laughs> cold, and nowhere near as cold as it even gets. How do you yeah. do it? <laughs> it was
4: as crisp as when you tread on a leaf. Yeah. Mm. And it makes
2: that fine
4: noise. Yeah, maple leaf. When we were outside the venue in Chicago, just saying hi to everyone who came along, it became rapidly clear to me that I had grossly underestimated how long I could stand outside at that time of night <laughs> yeah. in that temperature. Yeah. And I was like, the third thing I said to people was, can we go to a bar somewhere, just yeah. anywhere that's not here? Yeah. Can we Again, go anywhere indoors? Yeah. And worth reiterating as well, it's, it, it's their
2: autumn.
3: Mm. It's to oh, yeah. the point where your trousers are cold separately from your legs, and the cold of your trousers makes your legs colder.
2: Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, because it, obviously it's not warm in, in the UK, but due to those rain clouds, yeah, it does it does keep us uh, it's a more temperate thing from the minus twenty degrees or whatever it gets.
4: My wife's there. uncle said that he's a Chicago. He was a Chicago native, and he said when the day he brought his daughter home from the hospital uh, with the windshield, it was minus fifty.
2: Was that Fahrenheit Is that Celsius? I don't, I don't think it matters when you get to that no, stage. that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous.
4: absolutely ridiculous, apparently. So it does get cold. Um, we were talking about Aston Villa. It gets cold in Aston mm. Villa as well. That's the
2: first... In Aston Villa. Yeah. I think that's in the, the first, first weather
4: report we've ever done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully the last Yeah, but a big win for, for Wolves, so well done to them. But yeah, as you say, the, the intensity they played with and so on. It...
4: I just thought it was really impressive well, I I the think
2: night. I, They're sort of growing into it, aren't they? Because they're doing well in the Europa League. And, and again, it's all about managers, all about that balance that uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, which is hard to say just in a, Nuno Espirito Santo. It loses yeah. something. You sounded
4: English. like Antonio Banderas then?
2: Yeah, you what? did. Nuno. Say it again that style. No no, Santo yeah Yeah, mm. like uh, Antonio Banderas. I'll put it in the impressions. you killed my father. I yeah, to die. want to bring out for the next tour yeah. uh, after the success of the other ones, of course.
4: <laughs> uh, by success, you mean um, shoehorning in Sean Connery and Nick Hewer impressions wherever possible.
2: Uh, well, people in the this... and a Beckham. We did a Beckham in there yeah. as well. I did a Beckham in there. Brandy. uh Brandy. Yeah. come Yeah, well, you got to do the the, the, the classics. You got to do the, the best hits. ofs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I feel like Nick Hewer the 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 United States and Canada all. Aren't ready for that yet? No. Yeah, I completely no, agree. Yes. Mm. So hurry up, Nick. Get yourself over there, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you can uh, you can add something to the Ramble Live shows in an inverted way. Um, oh, so there we are. I suppose uh, drew one all with uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. The Blades with another impressive display on the road. They remain unbeaten away from home this season. It's incredible. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. They're up to fifth. They have been. You would say pound for pound and all considered, despite Liverpool's fin- fantastic start and how well Leicester City are doing, they've been the team of the season. You would say, yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely. I think that I think
4: that the, I think they are among the best teams in the Premier League without the ball. Yes, yeah, because so organized. Because with Spurs, they had a, Spurs had a lot of the balls you'd expect, um, and Sheffield United were able to deal with it fairly handily, and and Spurs now. Oh, they just look so, Spurs just look so average by, by their own standards yeah. mm. and I understand they've raised the bar and Pochettino's raised the bar and deserves an immense amount of credit for it by their own standards they are just an average team now and mm. they, and, and they've got um, big issues with with players who just don't look like they want to be there. It's um, funny
2: when you say they look like an average team because I do agree with you but they just went away in the Champions League and won 4-0. Yeah. I know it was to Zvezda or Red Star. Yeah. Uh, whichever you prefer. So not the best opposition but Red Star did, didn't they beat Liverpool in the competition last year? I that think rings was a it bell. 2-1 or something. Yeah,
3: like that. You know, but so they are no mugs. They are 14th in the league though at this point. Well, Mark, they, but, they, and this reminds me of pre-Pochettino Spurs.
2: Yeah, no, no of course because, and that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with with what Luke is is uh, has just said there. I, I think it's f-
3: too measured, and I'd like you to put the boot in more, please. I think the crap.
2: Yeah, they've won one Premier League game since the 14th of September. Yeah, what they wow. It is odd what's going on there, and it does look like it's the last knock-ins of mm. Pochettino at Spurs here. We see this, don't we, when, when, mm. a, when a coach, even Klopp at Dortmund, I don't think they got to the cup final, I think they were beaten in his final game, but in his last season at Dortmund, they, they finished very low considered considering how well he did there and and Pochettino he demands a lot. Physically from his players uh, and uh, and his ideas, and it, ju- it just feels like that yeah, the, the cycle of this team is, is done now. I hope for Spurs' sake because he 's been so good there and they 've had such a an incredible time despite not winning a trophy. Mm. Um, I hope that 's not the case, and I hope they can become a bit more reinvigorated. but I mean you look at the display of you know people highlighting the fullbacks aurier and and Ben Davis, very poor as well. you compare that yeah. to Sheffield United. Uh, and, and the ideas... And, and it's funny with with what Wilder's doing at Sheffield United. Obviously, when Leicester won the league, a lot of uh, the, 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 the unfancied teams in the Premier League, it gives them such encouragement and hope, not necessarily to win the league, but just to think, hang on, what, what can be achieved mm. here if we spend well and we do this and, and well, that? Well, Wolves would be a great example. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. Whereas Sheffield United again with the with the lack of resources they have and the lack of star names that they have compared to some of the other sides in there, yeah. it shows you what you can do when you drill a side where well, you have some not just solid ideas but quite creative ideas as yeah. well and This is an English manager who 's been yeah. managing in the lower leagues mm. who 's a sort of you know it wouldn 't be described as a young man because he isn 't and so actually it, it, if that doesn 't inspire other teams and other managers as yeah. well who are coming up or are down there as well i I don't know what can quite yeah frankly. i mean also as well, like
3: they've bought really well and it, it in a sense that that has really showcased what a good manager Chris Wilder is. You look at Lise Musay, who's having a really, really good season. They signed him from Bournemouth. He scored three goals for Bournemouth in 58 appearances. Yeah. That looks like a sort of, oh, that's a bit of a strange signing. Mm. But he's deploying him so, so well yeah. and getting the get, really getting the maximum out of these
2: players. It's, yeah. it's so impressive. When we talk about I Arsenal... Would also, oh, sorry. Got, no, go on.
4: I was going to say, I would say um, a similar thing about Oliver Norwood, who yeah. when he was at... Um, I think, when he was at Red, I think it was the season he was at Reading he looked like one of the best players in the championship mm. got his move into the Premier League didn't really happen for him ends mm. up moving on now he looks great he mm. looks at home in the Premier League I'm not saying he's one of the best players in the Premier League yeah. but he knows his job he's very talented at the age of 28 you would wonder whether he's able to learn a new trick or yeah. two but Wilder's got a good um, a good level out of him in the Premier League and he plays in the middle of the park away from home against a good Spurs team on paper yeah. and he plays well and they get a point that, these are things that the manager deserves a amount of credit for, and this is a coach who I think I said on Thursday, or, we, or one of us said a week or two ago. He's used to his, his ideas working. He's not really ever found his level yet. Wilder. Yeah. He, every time he, he moves up, he improves. Yeah. And and for them to be fifth in the Premier League, are they fifth now? Yes. The, they yeah, are. Fifth in in the middle of November. It's insane. Yeah. They, they, you could you could almost. It's not that early to say. I know it's too early to say that. Liverpool are going to win the Premier League. That's because those teams at the top win all the time. Yeah. It's not too early now to say that at the rate they're returning points and the
2: points they've picked up against the teams they've played. And the manner in which they're picking them.
4: You, you, you'd, be, you'd be... I mean, I'd expect them to drop off a little bit, but you can't see three teams worse than them. Well, OK, that,
2: it looks differently to... Um, you know, I think I've mentioned Phil Brown's hull before uh, yeah. this Second season. Second half, they
4: are a disaster, weren't they? They season?
2: were, yeah. yeah. I, I, it would be unlikely, uh, Sheffield United, to drop off like that because of the, again the way they're drilled yeah. and the way the manager is this yeah. is a team who have played Chelsea they've played Liverpool yeah. they've played Arsenal they've played Spurs you know, they've played
4: um, yeah, one or two other games you think well that is a real difficult difficult fixture for them particularly away from home and they've mm. gone places where mm. Like they've gone to Goodison, I know Everton yeah. been brilliant. But they've they, won yeah. at Goodison Park. Yeah. They've yeah. won well. You know, but so that's, yeah. it, but
2: that's a huge trip yeah. for Sheffield United. May not well, at home next. Yeah, that's gonna be a
4: great game. It's yeah. gonna be a fantastic game. They can game. go
2: into the international break with their tails up and thinking, Do you know what? We've just come away from Spurs and actually we feel a bit hard done by. They've been superb. And and, and mentioning Arsenal against Leicester, when you know when all said and done about tactics and so on, Arsenal, as you said, Luke, was second to the ball. Their enthusiasm, Sheffield United's energy and enthusiasm is is phenomenal. That's mm. a so huge. Huge I test
4: know. of Solskjaer's and I say this yeah. a lot about about United, but that's just because of the position they're in. It's a huge test of Solskjaer's credentials going mm. up against Wilder at Bramall Lane. would uh, be it's a, Sunday, it's a Sunday afternoon game in yeah. a couple of weeks. It's worth watching. Exactly. For
2: sure. Yeah, and we've already mentioned the VAR business, so I don't think we yeah. do. Should... Oh man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Well, this is yeah. it. This is it. Um, uh, just quickly to the Championship, Michael O'Neill appointed Stoke City manager but staying on as Northern Ireland manager. Yeah. That's uh, that's in, a, in a... a move
4: that reminiscent of Championship Manager 2001-2002 <laughs> yeah. where
2: you could do that. Very old school.
4: Yeah. Mm. So well, so I like the idea that like people are saying that um It's more and more intense. It's harder to to be a coach these days because you've got to do so much more stuff. You've got a bigger team to look after in terms of your backroom staff. Michael O'Neill? Nah, no, I'll do two of them. I'll do two jobs. I'll probably sleep when I'm
2: dead. Yeah. Still living in Edinburgh, I reckon. (laughs) I (laughs) imagine
4: if he is. If he he is, is he the first man to manage two teams at the same time in in two different countries to the country he lives in? yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know what Jurgen Klopp was uh, not Jurgen Klopp Jurgen Klinsmann was doing, but yeah, reminiscent of uh, Bertie Vokes, oh, yeah, when he went down and managed Africa for a while. Exactly, yeah. Well, Stoke won four to away to Barnsley in, in in his first. I think it was his first game in charge. Sam Klukas with a lovely double, catching the keeper out, just scored from just inside his own half, and then the other one was a rasping drive. So. It,
4: they're an interesting situation,
2: um, Stoke. Yeah, it's
4: kind of. There must be sign caps going on there. I know, mm-hmm. it's uh, weird. but they
2: have lifted themselves off the bottom, haven't they? They have, yeah. Yeah. So, O'Neill. See how he gets on uh, there. Of um,
4: did you guys see that there was a record breaking crowd of over 77,000 yes, people at Wembley at the yes. weekend? Yes. Absolutely brilliant. Sadly, England uh, women's team lost against Germany in a Keegan esque. Uh, display yeah. was it was it Keegan Keegan's England lost at home to Germany in the final game at the one old nil. Wembley.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did he scored a free he kick? Did
4: Seaman in Soaking. goal didn't get across quick enough, pissing it down the rain. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I also wanted to have a quick shout out for um, Seattle Sounders who beat Toronto FC three one in the MLS Cup final yeah. at the weekend. I was pulling for Toronto because we were shown so much love there. Yeah, um, but they weren't able to, to to do the business.
2: Yeah, our sort of trip to Toronto, you know, we were just in and out, weren't we? We arrived. on on the Thursday, did the gig on the Thursday night, and then we were off Friday. Renneman isn't a Jermaine Defoe, in and out. Think,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah.
2: Uh, Seattle town. There was a chap yeah. who flew in uh, from yeah. Seattle to see us play, and so I'm very pleased for him. Yeah, he was a Sounders fan. Yeah, and now yeah, well done them. You agree, Jim? <laughs> I do. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly distracted because
3: I'm. I'm uh, did you see what happened? in Germany with the Frankfurt captain. Yeah. (laughs) It's absolutely amazing. I'll I'll link to it in the synopsis if you've not seen it. But uh, basically, ball is going out. Like so far so so obviously going out and Freiburg captain uh, David Abraham just sort of runs after it there's no way he's getting it it's basically a goal kick that's been cleared out keeps running keeps running straight into the Freiburg manager whose name his uh, name is Christian strike yeah we talk about, him quite, we talk about him
4: quite a lot on OTC and just yeah. just
3: barges him off the ball manager. his face is amazing as he's going down as well so yeah. I just implore you to watch it it's the the most needless red card I have ever seen
2: yeah I'd, I'd imagine
3: that that'll come up on
4: on the continent this week when you talk to about um, Jermaine Defoe in Toronto yeah, uh, it got me thinking about the players who have spent the shortest amount of time at a club David Unsworth how long did he
2: spend an hour no was it really no I think it was a day really no genuine. I think it was he signed and then he went ah oh, what have I done that for
4: oh really because the, the two things I could think of were obviously Bielsa at mm. Lazio Oh, yeah. That when he was, was there like a couple of days or something, yeah. and then he left and he got sued. Mm. And Joey Beecham, back in the mid-90s, who mm. signed for West, West Ham. Ham.
3: But he was homesick. From Watford, I think, so not even that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: no, he was from Oxford, wasn't it? Oxford, yes. yeah. Oh. He, didn't, he didn't play a single game, and he, he, re-signed for Swin- he, he went to so- sign for Swindon 58 days later. Um, so it was, uh, that was really interesting, because he signed for West Ham for 1.2 million, didn't play a game, and they took a £400,000 hit for him to move to Swindon
2: which is it's mad
4: yeah. It? yeah so I'll, if anyone's got any interest in that show at footballrambleday.com and, and let us know but um, I didn't know about the Antwerp one i have to look it up later yeah
2: well there we are right ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of the show thank you very much for listening to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily of course Jules and Andy are back tomorrow on Football Ramble Daily so get listening to them thank you very much Luke Moore thank you very much thank you Jim Campbell thank you and thank you everybody once again who came to see us live it's been a bloody pleasure and if you didn't we still love you